What's going on, y'all? I'm here live. Follow the Force Podcast, and we are at Huntington Park. It is a great day out here. You might hear bikes. You might hear some things. Yeah, man, we are out here and getting some things said. And I definitely want to talk about the Eagles. I'm going to have some things to go on that. I had some things to go on Villanova, of course, because I'm always broadcasting on Villanova. And I had some things to talk about about the Philadelphia Phillies. Let's go. Listen. We'll get to the Sixers, too. It's a lot of doubt, of course, because there's only one thing that needs to happen, James Harden. James Harden needs to happen. Like, it's not even a secret. I know, but people got to stop. They got to wait till it happens. I mean, this man been getting used to a team. All their guns going to come out soon. Everybody knows the playoffs. They always say it's different basketball, right? So how come, so how come, you know, if, if it's different basketball, how come y'all thinking automatically that he's going to fail? Talking about the big games. Well, he still averages 28 a game in the playoffs. You got to wait to what he does with a Joel Embiid. You cannot throw that fact out there. You're talking about the season. Season and playoffs are different things. Y'all just have to wait. But I do agree. James Harden, and this team is not going to win a championship unless James Harden comes out. And, and, and I mean, he's been doing good. But, you know, when they need him in, in the fourth quarter, he hasn't been there. Jimmy Butler was better in the fourth quarter than him. I mean, Tobias Harris is better in the fourth quarter than Tobias, James Harden's been. But he's, listen, man, this is James Harden. You got to just let him fail. He's not a guy you can just throw fail to. And he's never had a – he was with Kevin Durant. They was already saying championship, right? So how come you with a guy like Joel Embiid you're not saying championship? Now, I love what Kevin Durant said. I think he's right. I think people don't want to see a guy with his flair and his, his, his you know, he has that culture, culture, you know, enthusiasm about him. Guyness doesn't have that, you know. Joe Jokic is all, you know, he's, he's tip-top quiet like NBA boys want him to be. That's that's the whole, that's just, like, I think they're trying to, like, you know, paint a fer- perfect picture of a player. Man, I, I, I mean, it's because last year, as great as Jokic was, Joel Embiid since the start of the season, I know Jokic came on late. He wasn't doing it like that. Like, he really, listen, Joel Embiid from the start of the season was that guy. It wasn't Jokic. And and if you put Jokic in the game, talk about people can't stop him. What do you mean they can't stop him? Jokic has enough weapons right now without Murray and Porter to be better than what he is, as, especially if he's a passer like he is. People are not looking at that. They're looking at the stats, but how come they're not where they need to be? He has enough players. And what I mean by where they need to be where it needs to be. Yep, you hear it all going wrong through here. You're going to hear Latino music. We're live, Huntington Park. One of Philadelphia's, you know, them areas, you know. You know Huntington Park, you know Huntington Park. But I'm always live with the urban guy. Um, If we're talking about Philly, yes, Harden has to be there, period. That's just it. Like, where are we going? They talked about the bench. Shane Milton just has 30. And won a game. I know they're going to say, oh, it was the Pacers. They could have easily lost without him beating Harden. They could have easily lost. But who showed up? Paul Reed and Shake Milton. Two bench players. Get over 20, 25, and 30. It's crazy. Cork Myers, I don't think there's nothing wrong with Cork Myers because when they want him to shoot, he shoots. That's it. When they want him to shoot, he shoots. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, and he hit, he's, he's, he's a dangerous guy to shoot.
then you still have um, Danny Green's been doing good. And, and and I think him being the starter is better if you look at it now. I know Thibault is good. And Thibault's been efficient as a shooter, but he don't shoot as much. And he, he don't shoot as good as Danny Green. And I think it'll be good to have him come off the bench anyway. Niang is, is always going to be automatic, going to be that guy. DeAndre Jordan, every game gets better and better. Put them in that role, make them succeed. Doc Rivers is good at that. Yeah, obviously he thought Ben Simmons would succeed, but he didn't. It's just what it is. It's hard to put people in that position. Um, with Toronto, this three games to one, three games out of the four games in the season, I wouldn't look too much into that. It would be better to look at that if if MB and they didn't they didn't have James Harden, but. Come on, man. Like, that's a little... Uh, no, they're going to get the Raptors. It's going to happen. They're, they could basically sweep them. Maybe, 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 um, maybe one game, but uh, nah, man. Possibly two. You know, things happen. But nah, I, I just... The Sixers, those games don't depict them. Because it's a seven-game series. They're not going to be able to beat the Philadelphia 76ers. You talk about games and who knows what happened. Maybe it was a back-to-back and who knows the circumstances. Well, was Ben Simmons out any of them games and they didn't have Harden? I mean, come on. I mean, this is a team that has to get more together. The Raptors have been playing with this same group for a very long time and the Sixers are still trying to figure things out. And you can crack that Morris cold if a team ain't got that chemistry yet. But in the seven-game series, that's not going to happen at all. It's just not. You're not going to tell me James Harden gets beat has he ever made it to the conference finals? Has he ever made it past the first round? If he has, guess what? And we know James Harden has done that. You got to get to the real basics here. This is a dynamic team that's just all coming together. And so that is something you have to understand. And and, and I'm, I'm saying when the chemistry going to be, but I kind of thought this too. Like it was after the All-Star break, it's too, man, that's too, that's too, Two, it was only like 23 games. It was, you know, well, after the All-Star break. It's not enough games to just get, especially with a ball-dominant guy or, 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 or a superstar, period. Any superstar. If it's Chris Paul, you, you got to get the chemistry right. And if that happens, it's phenomenal because it's hard to get chemistry. And in this instance, Harden and B are, are dominant type of scores. Dominant, but they like to... Just pass the ball. Like, Harden's great at passing. Can shoot, can score. And then you got Embiid. And what, it, what Harden is doing the same thing he did with Durant. He's letting Embiid be Embiid. He's not taking nothing away from Embiid. He's letting it be his team. And he's just trying to pick his spots and when to come in. And it's kind of different for him trying to pick his spots when it's, you know, usually he control all that. Now he has to let the guy get in and then figure out when to just take over and do his thing. You know, then you're, you're around and you're passing the ball to others. Because you have to get them involved. And so you're not trying to be that guy that just shoots out the lights when you got guys like that. He's just trying to get everybody involved. This is what this Harden is. He's trying to get everybody involved. He knows he needs that to happen, though. They didn't start the season together, and Harden knows how to take over and then where to pass that. He has to get this chemistry right because he knows he cannot do it by himself. That's what he's trying to do. And it's going to happen. Um, Raptors look, I mean, Siakam, OG Boy, these guys, uh, Scotty Barnes, I remember hearing about OG Boy and Scotty Barnes out of high school, which is good to see 
where they're at. And uh, Fran Fleet is an all-star. See, I come in Fran Fleet or all the future. Uh, you know, before Barnes came. Now you got Barnes and a boy. They're doing, but they don't even have enough bench players. You can say, everybody can say what they want. They don't have enough bench players. They don't have enough, um, they don't have enough bench players. They don't really have, they don't start in five. Like, this team, any team can get it a team. And, and it's impressive that they were able to get the Sixers, but what you don't understand is, if that was Ben Simmons and Joe Limby to start the season, do I think that would have happened? What if that would have happened with them two? Just the Raptors beating them three games out of four with Ben Simmons and NB. Would you still think, in Curry, would you still think the Sixers? Just And people probably say, no, that wouldn't happen. But what if it did? What if it did happen? Then it's no way you can make that in a seven-game series. Games happen. Some, it definitely happens. So now, once again, you're going in here with James Harden and MB and Harris and Maxi. I mean, come on, man. You gotta be kidding me. Danny Green, Shake. And people are not respecting the Shake Milton. I'm respecting the Paul Reed. And I'm respecting the Niang. And I'm respecting the Court Myers. These like these guys ain't average almost ten points a game off the bench. They were the guys that would start Isaiah Joe. They're not respecting them guys. These guys can really, they've always answered the call when they're called upon. Now, once again, we live here, Follow the Sports Podcast. I am your host with the most, so have a toast, Lita Johnson. And, you know, I'm getting to some things. Um, let's go on to the Eagles. The Eagles. The Eagles. Wow. It's just, it's good to be in this position to me. To me, I just feel good. Now we got multiple draft picks two years in a row. When the last time that happened? Multiple first-round draft picks? I mean, Harry Rosemine is really the great chess player. He really, let me tell you something. I'm just going to be unbelievably real. Howie Rosemine really made uh, acquisitions. He made off-seasons like the NBA. I mean, trade the trade deadline, like the NBA. Because what he did in 2017 by getting Jay how he made that move. You know, he had, he had so many guys he picked up off free agency, you know, that had rings that were cut, waved. He always seems to make a move at the trade deadline. Always. It just never fails. Like, since 2017, he, he never failed. He's just real good at it. So, now we come here. There's so many ways they can go. I mean, I've heard my guy Ed Kratz talk, uh, John McMullen, um, Jody Mack, the great show, um, Bear Brooks, great shows, man. It's just good perspectives out here. You got to give me some type of key because I, I got things out here. But them guys uh, hard into it. This is good to hear. They really did a good job this year. Um, Meryl Reese, this is a lot of guys that are into it. So I, this is where I go with it. I think Jordan Davis is the number one guy if he falls. If it's not, it's not a job anymore. So Jordan Davis kind of became the favorite among defensive linemen. I know the, uh, Wyatt is there. You know, Perion Winfrey's like a second-round pick type of guy. Um, Wyatt and, and, and Davis. I think those are the defensive linemen. I don't see any. I'm trying to think Jermaine, if Jermaine Johnson falls. Okay, I get it. He's a, he's a big-time guy. Now, ah, it gets so different. It gets so difficult, doesn't it? 
uh, oh George uh, Calyptus. I'm saying that name right. I remember I remember talking to him. I remember doing my stuff for 247. That I, I mean, Penn State gave him an offer, and they, they was after him. And I knew this guy was going to be good, man. I knew it. You know what I mean? Before he came into Purdue, I knew that he was going to be good. Um, he's good. I mean, he'd be a good guy to get. But I don't think Penn State, I mean, the Eagles go for him. Um, it's just too many other options. I think Davis and um, I think typically Davis and Wyatt are really high on the radar as far as defensive linemen. Um... Jermaine Johnson, yes. If Jermaine Johnson falls, this could be the guy. Because he's a high dude. He's like a top 10 guy. There's going to be some guys that fall. Um, at the 18th pick, I think that's the receiver part. Because I think 15 is one of those picks where it could be Sauce Gardner, traded up for Sauce Gardner. Yes. The, the, the Eagles don't just go see you. You know, typically a team, if they're not going to even draft you, they're going to be like, is this a guy we're passing on? Should we just change our direction? You know, I've seen some guys say, well, we just wanted to visit this guy to see what he's like. Man, don't, listen, people trying to say if they could take a risk on this high of a guy. I'm telling you, don't don't, don't, don't close your eyes at that when they look at guys because they, like, it's no interest. Like Matt Carroll, yes, the Eagles are looking to draft the quarterback if necessary, trading to the second, trading to the first round. There's no reason they're t doing a visit with the quarterback if he's not a guy they're not thinking about getting. When I'm talking about placing Jalen Hurts, listen, Gardner Minshew wants to be traded. Or maybe they, they still, if they thought about getting Jalen Hurts and they had Wentz, don't you think they're thinking in the back, like, we better get this guy in case Hurts ain't good? And then when Minshew said, yeah, they're trying to get Matt Carroll to be the backup. They don't, they don't want no backups that, you know what I'm saying? They don't want no backups that, you know, just ain't just stellar. Uh, nothing backups. They want talented backups that can win back football games. They saw what it was like with Nick Foles. They don't want to follow that loop where their backup can't win football games. That's why they got Gardner Minshew. And Minshew, I think, I, I feel him. I thought he just wanted to. I didn't think he would do that, but he wants to leave and go somewhere where he can start. Minshew, I think he he, he did enough to prove it. So I, I'm all with it. I'm, I'm, I'm so with it. Uh, let the guy go. Let's see what we can trade for him. Andre Dillard, if we can get a first for him, which I doubt it. I think a second to come. But I think we could use him in the package to move up. That's the big thing. I think a draft pick, man, they, they're not going to get a first for him. They're going to get they're going to get a third. A third for both of them. Might be a third and a fourth. Like a fourth. I mean, for an offensive lineman, how many people give you pick? Fourth, fourth round pick. A quarterback that can come in and give you a third round pick. A, a good backup third round pick. I mean, I think that, that, that that's two good picks. Let's go. But to move up, that's a little bit different. They might move into the bottom. Now, they still get them two, three, three first rounders. That'd be a good test move right there. Do I think naturally goes with the 18th pick? This is we're gonna come back to that because that's that's a hard one for me. I say receiver, but and, and like I say, this is let me slow down here. Sauce Gardner, yes, I think they're gonna try to trade up for him. 
but or Thibodeau, but they have to fall at a certain spot. I don't think it's like they're going to go to a certain spot and wait for them. They're going to wait to see what happens in the draft. If it gets to, like, the 10th pick and Sauce Gardner and Kayvon Thibodeau are near the 10th, if one of them guys fall, I think for real, if one of those guys fall, they're going to go get them. I think that is no question. There, there have been some, you know, little, little, little rumors going around about Kayvon Thibodeau. And, and Eagles, you know, just a little like this, a little bit. That's enough to let you. And then they get the visit. Oh, that's that's big. That's huge. That is super huge. So I mean, we're just gonna see what happens. But as far as receivers, man, that's Jamison Williams gets the visit. I think that. 18 to me, if I'm looking at who falls, Jordan Davis and Jameson Williamson would be a perfect draft for Philly. Probably who falls. You know, I'm talking about in a realistic form. Where they like Jordan Davis has a top 10 seal, but he's not he's not logic. He's not really looked at as a guy that's for sure a top 10 or a man if he falls. Because he can definitely hit 15. Jordan Davis can definitely hit 15 with no problem. You know, guys like he's not like a like a Thibodeau or Sauce Gardner type guy or, or Trevon Walker type guy. A Hutchinson type guy. He's, I think, he's in the more of a light of Stingley. Stingley's a guy that could also fall. It's just, you know, the injuries and Stingley has the athletic ability and everything. But Stingley, Stingley Davis, uh, Kyle Hamilton, they're guys that could fall and you're like, oh, it's because it's get them, but it's not unrealistic that they could fall. But Kayvon Thibodeau, you're not looking for him. 15? Sauce Gardner, 15? No, no way. Not no way, no how. But uh, but I'm telling you, 11 and 12, hmm. It's just, it is a big stretch between 11 and 12 when you're Sauce Gardner and Kayvon Thibodeau. That's a, you know what I mean? That's a hell of a fall. 11 or 12 from Kayvon Thibodeau being the number one prospect and people saying Sauce Gardner's also because he was the guy I thought was the number one prospect in the draft. First, it was Kayvon Thibodeau. Then I said Sauce Gardner. Now, I just think it's Thibodeau regardless. But those are the two guys. Those are the two guys in the draft that are one and two to me as far as prospects. And they could possibly, that is that is weird. That is weird. They could possibly fall, man. They could possibly fall. But where my thing is, this is this is the hard part. Where will they fall to the point where the Eagles will say, "Oh, it's time to make that move." You know what I'm saying you talking about twelve, you talking about eleven, you talking about twelve. That, that that's real stretch. That's a stretch. I, I really don't think they'll go to eleven and twelve. But ten, ten is where the trade will happen. Ten, ten is where the trade will happen. I don't think they're expecting them to fall out of top 10. But if they go to 11, oh, because Philly's only five picks. Yes, it is hot in Philly. It got, as soon as it got warm, cars were out, bikes are out. This is North Philadelphia. Philly also Philadelphia. People cooking out. But no, you have to look at, I just don't think 11 is even a stretch. Like, ooh, 11. You, you, you're, you know how many teams are going to try to trade up to get Sauce Gardner or K-Mine tipped up? They fall to 11. The, the Eagles ain't going to be the only team. So the Eagles are watching real close. And I think the Eagles might say 9 or 10. If they fall to 9 or 10, they're going to go after Sauce Gardner or K-Mine That is just what it is, people.
the thing is, what if both of them are available? Is Sauce Gardner the guy? What, what if what if what if what if Kayvon Thibodeau is next? Will they trade the 18th pick and move up and get Thibodeau and Gardner? I would do it. I wouldn't even worry about a receiver now. But the thing is, oh, it's crazy, right? Don't trade that number two. I think if they cannot trade the second pick because they got a lot of fifth round picks. You know, you got the third, fourth. How do you make that move? You still got picks next year. What, how do you make this move to trade up? But they're gonna trade a couple of fourths. They're gonna trade. A, they're gonna trade their first, a 15 pick, and they'll trade a, a fifth, a fourth, and a third. But 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 they might not have to do a. They might have to do realistically the 15 pick and the third and two fifths. But would they even have to do all that to move up five spots? That is very. What would a team take to move up to 10 or 9 for 15? Like, what would they take? Could Philadelphia mortgage their whole draft on two trades? I don't think they'll trade up like that. But I think they will do one big trade. They won't do two guys, but they'll do one big trade. But would I mortgage the whole draft and get those two guys? Why not? I don't, I don't, I don't see why not. If you, can, if you can keep the second round pick and trade everything else, including what you got to do from next year to get a Kayvon Thibodeau. You could even trade a second next year, a third next year in one of these slots and still trade some, a third and some fourths. And, like, you could really do some willing and dealing and snatch up Thibodeau and Sauce Gardner, but the Eagles are not going to do that. They want flexibility. But they will make one big one. Sauce Gardner to play with Darius Slay. That's crazy, right? That's crazy, right? Sauce Gardner to play with Darius Slay. And then does Tyron Matthew come in, or is it Kyle Hamilton? Which I didn't heard no buzz in there, so I'm, I'm gonna go away from that. Because then I was gonna say Stephen Stephen Gilmore. That's really something like Sauce Gardner, and then and then if they trade up and get Sauce Gardner, a receiver is is that the priority? Yeah. But then you ain't got an edge rusher, so that's so different, right? That's why I said Philadelphia could definitely make this trade to where you trade Kayvon Thibodeau. Trade for because listen, if you give Gardner Minshew in the 18th pick, it's it's a possibility. It depends on what team wants it. It just depends on what team really wants it. What team wants Minshew, and then you got Dillard. Like, I think Dillard could be used to get an end of the. I think both of them could be used to get an end of the. Uh, you can you could include Gardner Minshew in a trade, but you need a couple of picks. Like, you could do Gardner Minshew the 15th pick, um, a third round pick, and two fifths. Or I keep on saying it. You could just do a fifth and a third with Gardner Minshew in a 15th pick, and that could be a trade to move up to get Sauce Gardner. And then you look at Andre Dillard. If you can include Andre Dillard with the 18th pick, find a team that needs a tackle, the 18th pick, you got two more fifths in there. You can throw two fifths in there, and then now you can throw a second round. You know what I'm saying? Kayvon Thibodeau and Sauce Gardner are worth the trades. These are not regular guys. You're basically getting the one, arguably the one and two best prospects in the whole entire 2022 draft. 
Like that, that that's that, that's worth that. And you talking about receivers? Listen, go find some receivers. You got a Devon Allen guy who I believe. Why would you doubt him? Look what they just did with Joe Mulatto. You gonna have to rock with this one. We're not gonna talk about any other any other guys at Fanye. Well, who was the one guy? Uh, Moma. Who's the receiver they had was six seven. Forgot his name. Just that quick. I'm just not saying the name right. Any eagle analysts know what I'm talking about? He's six seven receiver. He, he Fanye and Moma or something like that. There's a lot of guy, uh, the, the, the the Olympic guy they had come in. He wasn't successful. But this he was Jeremy something. All right, this is crazy how I forgot. I can go back. It's crazy. Just when you don't impact, that's what happens. That just shows you what the deal is. Now we have to go with this guy. He's played for the Oregon. He didn't just play in college. He played for the Oregon Ducks. He actually impacted. So this is a very interesting pick. This is a sneaky, sneaky. You're getting a guy that just moved on to another sport and was successful, and now he's coming back. Listen, you put him in his. All you need him to do is make plays. You're not looking for him to be Jerry Rice. You're not looking for him to be DeAndre Hopkins. You're not looking for him to be Cooper Cup. He, but he could become that. Now I'm not saying he can't. I'm just saying getting out. You're just looking for a productive guy with speed, and he could. Do, I think he could be able to do that. Six feet, got good hands. He's got power, and the boy. I mean, he done caught seven touchdowns in a college game. I mean, college season. So you got to give them that. You, you got to give the Eagles some credit. Just wait. After, listen, after what happened with Joe Mulata, at least you got to be like, hey, this could be something. Because the man has impacted. For Oregon. Look at this film. You're going to be like, whoa. You got a guy, if he can, this picture, if he end up being good, he's fucking, excuse me, he is next to Devontae Smith. It's crazy. With that type of speed, with Quest Watkins type of speed, that's a speedy. <laughs> but now, who do I think the Eagles get if you stay at 18? Because this is all ifs. They're not. They're gonna look at the, the situations. I don't think they'll get both guys, even though I, I think I would because of their, you know. But he's gonna keep picks. He can obviously even trade down the 18th pick. Wait for Jahan Dotson. Get a sky more. Another guy I'm gonna tell people that you gotta watch out for is Drake London. For Philadelphia to move up and get Devontae Smith. If Drake London, Drake London, I'm looking at his draft set, he could definitely fall to like even 12, 13. If Drake London falls to the Eagles, I'm just saying be on the lookout because of how surprising they snatched Devontae Smith. Drake London falls to the Eagles. That would be an unbelievable pickup for a guy 6'5". That would be two guys. That's it. The, the, the receivers are set. Hertz has a receiver that can, you know, at 6'5", it can make up for anywhere he throws at. But um, generally, I think it's Traylon Burks and Jameson Williams. Jameson Williams, Jameson Williams got the visit. And Traylon Burks is another guy at 6'3", that they've had interest in. You need size. I think, I, I said Jahan Dotson. Me being a Penn State fan, and then you seeing the guy that to me is the best receiver, and to me he is. He's the best receiver in that class. No question. But we need size, man. And if it's guys like Jameson Williams and Traylon Burks with size that could still be a, a Pro Bowl caliber, that has Pro Bowl caliber potential, get him. He doesn't have to be the best receiver in the class because Dotson is 5'11. We, we need size. You're in the NFL now. We need size. We need somebody to spell with some size that can win some 
you know, some jump balls. And that's always better than two, a five, a five eleven, and a six foot guy. It's always better because you always need a jump ball guy besides the tight end. So, um, I want to talk the Phillies. This is this is something crazy because. A team ain't been like that. Yeah, 2008 Phillies. You give you that. 1993 Phillies. You give you that type of, you know, 2008 they, they actually won the World Series and Joe Carter didn't get at them. But, uh, um, looking at this team, man, I mean, wow. It's so many power hitters. Like, just that quick, too. Like, just that fast, Philadelphia got Castellanos and Swarber. Like, that is such an upgrade. Look what it really did for the for the lineup to get just those two guys. They got some other guys like Carmargo that, that helps the bench. But, man, Castellanos and Swarber did it. And then, you know, you get Corey New. They, did a, they got a lot of bullpen guys. I mean, they really went in this offseason. They have a team that is crazy right now. Crazy. Crazy. So, it's just undeniable. So many hitters, like, the comeback against the Mets. And 2-0 to stuff, they, don't, they ain't going to happen much. You know. <laughs> you know, those low. You're just not going to be able to. to you're going to have to battle this team for nine innings. Because the more they play, the season goes on, these guys haven't even got to the tip of how good they're going to be. This is just a little bit you're seeing. This team could actually win the World Series. And I'm sorry, I'm, yes. With Enola and Wheeler, they're not young bucks. Then you got Gibson. These guys got mileage on them. Suarez and Effin are the young bucks, okay? But these are good young bucks. Then you got Hand and Familia and Alvarez and Nelson. Jesus. Corey Nebel can get you so Sir Anthony Dominguez crazy right now this bullpen is nuts and ridiculous like it's, it's ready now it's ready like this team is ready and, and I know the defense and yeah of course you're gonna have faults it's a big fault but what makes up for that and I think that's why the offense is so big they got a good bullpen and the offense is gonna be crazy the offense the offense is going to do that. The offense is going to make up for that because it's so good. Didi, guys like Didi, Reese Hoskins is starting to hit good, and that's the key factor. Reese Hoskins, always, in you know, this lineup, no matter who they get, if Reese Hoskins starts to do his thing and Didi, this team's on another level because that's the guys that, that completes it. Didi and Reese Hoskins, if, especially if Reese comes back and beats Reese Hoskins and he's doing it. Um... Coming back to Villanova, I wonder, I wonder, I got uh, today the dumbest, the dumbest thing I ever heard. Villanova supposedly don't develop players good. I mean, this is unbelievable. Villanova developed five stars. The best. Jalen Brunson became a national player of the year. Let's just clear that up. Five-star point guard. Uh, Amari Spellman, that had an academic red shirt, came up, 
also slimmed up, toned up, and was a force and became a first round. He only scored like nine, ten points a game and became a first round draft prospect. Like, wow. Like, that, that in itself. Then you're talking about Dante DiVincenzo. Like 124 ranked by 247 sports in the country. This man becomes a first, a, the, the most outstanding player after having injuries coming in. He still was able to, you know how hard it is to develop a person once injuries hit him? You know how hard it is like for them to get back? Like that's why people talk about Antoine. Now you see how hard it was for D. D. Vincenzo, how a miracle it really was. Because Antoine's going to get there. It's just that Antoine has more expectation than D. Vincenzo. D. Vincenzo could just lay back and did his thing. Antoine, him being a top twenty guy, McDonald's All American, the expectation is unbelievable, and that's why people are so on him. Now I was disappointed in the game that he played, but that don't mean he's done. I just don't think he's a starter right now. I think. But now, you know, if you think about it, he's one of Wright's, you know, he's, he, Coach Wright has unbelievable confidence in him. He's a fan of him, so he's going to get a chance to start. It's his job to lose. And I think when he gets in there, the offense that he already knows, he's going to be a starter over Cam Whitmore. He's not a if, – if, if, listen. And, that, and this, is, this is not a definite, I guess, because this is how I feel, though. If he doesn't win this starting job over Cam Whitmore – Wow. I, I just feel like, wow. That, that don't mean that Antoine won't be like DiVincenzo. Because and, 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 now he's going to have to be. If he's on the bench, he's going to have to be that sixth starter. He's the guy they depend on. And Longino is going to be there knocking on his door. But see, as you can see, Wright don't care about putting two people in. If Longino gets those minutes, he's a guy that can shoot and really takes advantage of those minutes more than Antoine does. I understand what people said about that. But Antoine's more talented. More talented as far as an offensive score. Like, listen, in athletics, athletic ability, yeah. Now, as far as all around, no, I, I don't know. Longino is a heck of a passer. He's a heck of a passer. Very underrated. But Antoine is another guy. He's just too dynamic of a score. He's a more dynamic score than Longino, and that's just it. Like that, that it's, it's not even like he can shoot. Nardino can shoot. And I think he's a better shooter from the outside. But an all-around scorer that can just score? No, he's not. He's not better. Longino gets his point. Look, look at Longino's points. The fact that he hits the three-point ball, he's getting his points. Antoine doesn't hit his three-point shots. That's why we're, we're not seeing points. Look at look at the shots Antoine takes. He takes three-point shots. There's a drive in the hoop. Longino's hitting his three-point shots. You know, so they're both going to get time. This is what you understand. This is the first time in a long time when you look at a, a, a little over team with two guys like Longino and Antoine that they're going to lead with the talent that they have. They're going to lead. Daniels had the time. He had the green light. He knew the offense. He that was him. Now it's Antoine. It's nothing. It's no Daniels in their way. Daniels is going to start. It's Antoine and Longino, and then Archie Diacono is the, is the third guy. He's the third guy. They all have time, especially Antoine, Archie Diagono. Um, Longino now has time as far as season time. But Antoine and Archie Diagono have tournament time. People thinking that Longino was over Archie, Longino was over Antoine, and Antoine actually has tournament time, his impact, it sounds crazy. 
Sounds ridiculous. 25 minutes to five. What? In the postseason. So that means that Antoine was 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 not in favor of being the next up in line. No, Longino earned them minutes. He, if you looked at through the season, he was rotating Archie Diacono, Longino, and Antoine's time. Sometimes Archie Diacono wouldn't get no time. Sometimes Antoine wouldn't get no time. Longino wouldn't get no time. He was rotating, getting them all ready, because that's the type of lineup that he wanted. Um, she's talking about recruiting. So I got Tyler, man. Um, Nova uh, sports analyst Tyler, he um, was talking about uh, Justin Edwards. Like I said, when I, it's like I reported, so he feels it too. Justin Edwards. I, I just, I just, what I've heard, like Justin Edwards is not locked on Duke of Kentucky. It's not locked. It, not even from the offer. Like he loves Villanova. He's a PA guy, but he wants to go to the program that's good for him, like any other guy. He's not like Villanova's locked in. But the fact that, you know, Villanova's not, it's not the DJ Wagner situation where Kentucky is, Kentucky is taking over, you know, DJ Wagner's. But, I mean, as for right now, yeah, it's Kentucky. I don't see nobody else getting DJ Wagner. As for now, yeah, that's all it is. I mean, his whole circle, the, the momentum, all that. He loves Villanova, but... It's the not love Villanova like in that case of well they could be the pick. Nah, I mean he just loved his, he loved the school and all that. There's nothing bad against him, but Kentucky has that grip. Now, Justin Edwards, yes, he loves Villanova. Villanova could be is a very high. Villanova is a very high choice for Justin Edwards, just like Duke is, of course. So that's going to be that's going to be a battle. For Villanova. It's gonna be a battle for Villanova. That's gonna be a super, super, super battle for Villanova. It's gonna be a great battle right there. Like once again, they always, you know, Jermaine Samuels, Brian Antoine, Skyler, so many. So many different Kentucky and Duke are gonna go after him hard, right? So that's just how it is. Now Duke hasn't made a swarm, uh, swarm, but I'm just I'm really predicting Duke comes up and go. He's he's one of the top 15 guys, number 12 in the nation. But Kentucky is is right now is is, is the team. And I think Kentucky they're, they're strong for anybody. But when I did my research, when I got my sources and everything, it just now he's not leaning hard over there. And Kentucky doesn't have a strong grasp at all, but they're a favorite. They are a favorite, like Villanova. You know, he likes Kansas. Penn State's another school involved for the PA, number one prospect in PA. You know, I think any of them can get him, but Villanova's real high. They're high. They're real high. I mean, he's a guy that wants to win. It's not... Um, we have to look at these situations, and I'm gonna be realistic. Just Kentucky doesn't let out automatic development toward the NBA, so he can get lost in the sauce. You got Wendell Moore, you got Keon Brook. There's so many guys that he was like, "Oh wow, like what happened?" You know, um, so so many of them. Like nobody's getting that. They gotta be. Tyrese Maxey was so highly touted coming out. 
Quigley didn't get there. I mean, it, I'm, I'm just saying. It just don't. So that's going to be a decision. Can I come here? Do I have a good season? The thing is, is Justin Edwards going to be able to showcase his talent? So we, can, we, can, we can go down the line. We can, we can talk about B.J. Boston. We can talk about Terrence Clark. We can go down the line. We can go down the line. You can talk about guys that, you know what I mean? It's just crazy. So, Justin Edwards, is, am I going to go there and come out one year? Am I going to go somewhere where I can also win a championship? And I'm just saying this, you know, Kentucky fans, I'm just going by the, the resume effects of what's happened. And by now, during this season, you should know I'm telling the truth, Kentucky fans. Villanova is a championship team. They're they, they going to go to the Final Four. They, 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 every year they are competing for the Final Four. Oh, no, for the championship. And they're going to end up getting there and, t- and, and they develop players for the NBA at the best. Kentucky players don't come right in and, 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 and impact. They don't come right in and impact. But Villanova players develop good. Would Justin Edwards come right in there and just be that guy? It's just a lot. And then, does he, you know, you go to Kentucky, you're basically signing a, a, a commitment to, to be a one and done. But what if you don't play good enough to be a one and done? What if you don't get the right development? What if you don't get the right time? Because I, Keon Brooks, I, I, I'm totally lost. And like I said, the worst season I ever saw Calipari has when T. Terrence Clark and B.J. Boston was on that team. There's no reason that I'm, listen, I know injuries happen and all this. B.J. Boston didn't play his best, so he wasn't the one hurt. Like, you really didn't, like, you really didn't develop these great players. And then for Clark to go to the NBA, like, something, somebody should have told him not to go, you know. But, um... Yeah, Deshaun Harris-Smith, it looks like. It look, it's coming down to the Penn State also in the running form. Um, it looks like th- this could be a Villanova pickup, 2023. It's, it's, I mean, I- I've also read the other guys, you know, uh, London and all the guys that, that, that talked to him for recruitment. I talked to guys close to the situation. I always got my good sources when it comes to a target for the Nova. And then if I go deep, I go deep for other targets, but Nova especially. Uh, Myro Little, yeah, I'm hearing Baylor got two pickups, but it's not like Baylor's secured on it. But it looked like I could say Baylor can, if, if I had to pick somebody right now, I would pick Baylor, no question. It was at one time it was Indiana, and everybody talking about he didn't get no offer. Man, what is wrong with y'all, man? What is wrong with y'all? Y'all think he would pick a top three and not have offers from all three? You know what? That's crazy, man. That's crazy, unbelievably crazy. But you know, Baylor's went. Baylor's a good program, man. That's like Gonzaga. Like Baylor, sneaky is like one, just like Kentucky and Nova. Like they go and they, they, they be, the last couple of recruiting class, they really been up in their game. So it's big. That's huge. And look what happened. Myro Little, it's two picks. Now I'm not saying that that it's it's a done deal because it's still people saying that what he likes about Indiana, what he likes about Villanova.
what he likes about Indiana, what he likes about Villanova. But Baylor's been told to be a real strong point, real strong case. But I'm still hearing that Villanova has a chance to snatch him. And Indiana, just going by what's going on in his circle, that Baylor has become the hot school as of late, recently. But it's not a done deal. It's not even like, that's it. But Baylor's become strong. At a time that they wasn't, it was Indiana. And Villanova was next. Now, it could be Baylor. It's like Baylor, Indiana, and Villanova. But when I, from what I heard, it's more like Baylor now. It used to be Indiana over Villanova. And what I'm hearing now is Baylor, the Indiana and Villanova is, is tied up for, you know, like the most. Baylor's looking like the juice just because the juice is picked up recently. But Myro Little could still pick Villanova. He did could. Could, my man. Now, um... Armani Hansberry, let me just give you the scoop. The 411 on Armani Hansberry. There's no over ready? Okay, listen. I'm real cool with my guy, Dwayne Wise, of Team Durant. That is my guy, he likes family. You know, on this basketball journey, I met some good people, he's one of them. Um, and, and before he even got this, I'm talking about months before he even got this offer, I was told of how hard and how much of a priority Hansberry is for Villanova. They coaches know his coaches real well. They're close, you know, as far as talking a lot, they're, they're close. Like, so this is this has been in, in the makings for a long time. A very long time. This has been I, I, and I think this is a stronger one from the first offer. I'm not talking about like out of all. I'm talking about from the first offer type of thing. Like you know, from the first offer, from the first offer, I, before offer, I, Hansberry is. Even though Penn State has been hard on him, great. Penn State has been vultures in the recruiting game, especially if you're from PA or the DMV area. They have the Michael Shrewsbury is a vulture out here. You gotta watch it. So is Eric Musselman. These guys is vultures. And we talking about, we talking about even the transfer portal or, or recruiting. Like, but yeah, Hansberry, I think it's Hansberry and Smith. But I don't think, are they done? I think they won three commits. People are saying a transfer. Transfer for what? I, I want what? Tyler, I have to Tyler say, what? What are you talking about? Where you where you gonna put this transfer at? Where you want? There's no transfer coming. There's no transfer coming. Where are you gonna put this transfer? What are you talking about next year when Daniels is gone and, and, and Slater is gone? You got people that are in line, buddy. They are in line, buddy. It's too many people in line at either either position. There's no room for a transfer. Transfer with then then they're steady recruiting. Remember, it's Whitmore, Housing, and, and 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 Armstrong. Now you got Hansberry. If Hansberry comes, just think if Hansberry Edwards and um, Smith comes, that throws a monkey wrench in the lot. Because now you got Justin Edwards, and like I told you, man, guys are not gonna just come in and start. It's not gonna happen. Guys have to leave. 
okay? And if Justin Moore and Daniels leave, that, that situation, that, 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 I could easily see a Justin Edwards. Listen to me. <laughs> Listen to me. Justin Edwards, Mark Armstrong, Cam Whitmore, Trey Patterson, Eric Dixon. Easily. 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 Well, you want some vets to come in? Is that was that what I'm hearing? We need a vet. Because if Amani Hansberry, because okay, you want somebody that you want a red shirt Hansberry and get you and get you a vet big man or something. That's I, I guess that's what that's that's what I'm hearing. I guess that's what I'm hearing, because Antoine's gonna be there and he's like, okay, is Antoine not gonna start? That's real interesting because I think it could be Antoine and, and uh, Edwards. I'm, you know, I'm glad I came back around to that because I'm just saying, you know, I, in terms of positioning. But Antoine can play the point. Edwards can play the point. These guys can pass. And what I'm, what I'm saying that for is because it's a positionless game, and Jay Wright just going just like ever since Jay Wright did the Archie Diagonal Jalen Brunson thing. Ever since he did that. That lets me know. That lets me further know that. That lets me further know that Jay Wright will put two different guards together and let them just teach them. Teach them the the. You can teach them. He taught a lot of people how to be like point type people, like Samuels and 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 and, and, and Robinson Earl and Sadiq Bates. Slater really made their ball handling skills even better. And their basketball IQ, so that could be big. Justin Edwards is a small forward. That's 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 huge, right? But the thing is, you could put any one of them, Edwards or Whitmore, at the shooting guard position. Wait, oh my god! You gotta, you know what I mean? You gotta realize what a team like Nova brings. I'm, that's interesting. If they get Edwards and still have Cam Whitmore, what, are y'all suggesting Cam Whitmore isn't going to end up leaving? No. You got Edwards. Would Antoine leave? They're not going to just start Edwards like that. I, I could even see Edwards coming off the bench. Think about it. If Edwards comes there and you got can't they're not going to just rush freshmen in there. That's just not Wright's thing. Wright is only letting freshmen get their opportunity when there's not enough depth. Or they're a certain type of player. Like you look at Robinson Earl. He's another guy that could have easily, you know, uh, if he wasn't ready, Wright was not going to put him in there if you didn't see that. Ken Whitmore looks like Robinson Earl looked. He does. He looks really ready. But Antoine looked unbelievably ready. <laughs> but he was, he got hurt. So. I'm just going to say this. No matter how ready he looks, if Antoine proves he's ready, Whitmore's going to get time off the bench, period. That's just how it's going to go because they don't got no holes. They just got guys that just need to go ahead and get in there, and they put the playbook down. Um, like I said, if, if, this, if this recruiting class happens, after Daniels and Slater leave, when they leave out, all right, when Daniels and Slater leave, you got Edwards coming in, it's, it's going to be such a fight. You got the only vet you're going to, and I think Moore is out of here after that. And Moore is going to be gone. So it's going to be a a, a, a front court free fall. But Longino gets that. Longino's not going to go nowhere. And I think him and Antoine could be the, the guards. 
I really think that can happen. And Cam Whitmore with Patterson, and then you got Justin Edwards off the bench. That really makes for a lot. And then, if, you know, when Antoine leaves, then, then, then Edwards is in there. He's in there the next year. He's in there the next year. Edwards is in there the next year after Antoine and, um, and Antoine is gone. Because it's a big hole. Big hole. You got Dixon. Dixon's another guy. He'll be, listen, Edwards. And we're talking about what could happen. We'll, 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 I think Whitmore will be gone by then. After that, then Edwards gets to take over for Whitmore. It's just how it's going to go. Everybody talking about you get these five stars, but that's not how it goes. You have to earn it. Sadiq Bey earned it, but if, if it was depth, Sadiq Bey wouldn't have been in that position to have to earn that spot. He wouldn't have been in that position. Uh, Spellman wouldn't have been in that position to start if they had a guy that was already ahead of him. Jeremiah Robinson Earl, he he earned it. There's no question. I think he earned that spot. But if they had a center already in there, who knows they even would have recruited Robinson Earl like that. Or if they would have recruited him, yes. Or if Robinson Earl would have stepped up and even been with Nova. It probably was a promise to him being a center if he can come in there and play, you know? I mean, they didn't have the depth at, at, the, at, the big, at, the, at the big position. They didn't have that. They just didn't have that. So, man, listen, we about to get out of here. You know what I mean? I just want to update y'all on some things. 2023 recruiting is big. Uh, over football. Um, Jared Tynes is, is a guy. Um, this guy is a good, great edge rusher. North Brunswick, New Jersey. Uh, visited. I got an interview coming out with him. Um, Cal Faye committed. So, so huge to get them early 2023 commits. And he's 6'8", 285. Big, big, big guy. Man, I just like, I'm going to just talk about Villanova's offensive line. Like, James Petrovic, uh, Nicholas Torres, um, Jake Picard. Uh, new ones like Jake Picard and Wyatt Hummel are going to be good. They're going to be good. Um, uh, Timmy Ajarutu, if I'm saying that right. He's a guy that got to end up getting time. He ended up getting time. End up getting time. So they have guys. That's it, a good sign. It's a good sign when guys get certain time. And um, I just think these are talented guys that they have. And they continue to keep feeding big, big, big guys, you know, you know, time so I, I like this line and it's showing something about them early starting off let you know about them starting off early with this offensive line you know they needed to get one they didn't get many at all um recently for this recent class so you get a cal Faye, a big offensive tackle you got jack Ryder, you got connor Watkins, you got ricky ortega and you got tanner maddox now you got somebody that can protect your 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 uh big-time recruited quarterbacks. You still got Matt O'Connor in there. It's big. So, listen, y'all, I'm out. We're going to talk more about Villanova football, man, coming up and all that. Uh, I'm into it more next podcast. I got y'all, but I'm out, y'all. Follow the leader.